You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you see? It's so simple. Step one, we Google the biggest flops on Broadway. Step two, we find the crazy stories behind them. Step three, we see how they lose millions of dollars. Millions? Broadway isn't cheap. A lot of fancy people want to be producers. Step four, find out why the show won't go on. Step five, end this episode and head to Times Square. Times Square? That'll never work. Only Broadway's successes are in Times Square. (laughs) Oh, ye of little faith. (laughs) Welcome! What's up, theater geeks? You have reached our very first intermission episode of Theater Geeks Anonymous. We're very excited. It's our mini-sode. These will be about 15 minutes. Yep. So or more if we feel talkative. <laughs> it's going to be bad. They're going to be like an hour and we can't call them mini-episodes anymore. <laughs> All right. So on this episode, we have three distinct parts. Yes. The first part we are calling <laughs> rewrites. Yes, rewrites. That's like corrections. And omissions. Omissions. Like yeah. anything that we might have messed up in an episode and then we're like made aware of or that we discovered on our own. And in this case, Ebony discovered on her own, ladies and gentlemen, something that she found more information on, I guess. Yeah. So when we recorded the Annie episodes. Would we, that be Annie 2, Miss Hannigan's Revenge? We, we actually called it <laughs> Annie 2, Miss Hannigan's Revenge. Oh, that's right. Because there were two sequels <laughs> that we talked about. Uh, so afterwards, we had received the book Not Since Carrie. Um, and so when I was reading Not Since Carrie uh, about the Annie episodes, there was a little bit more information. So I just want to share that little bit of information uh, with you from the book. And I just it's to clarify the changes in a uh, plot that were made from the time the script was originally written, if you remember, they thought that it was done and ready to go as soon as they finished writing the original uh, book. But of course it wasn't. <laughs> and so <laughs> uh, when they went to D.C. and they had all these problems, they decided to make some changes. So I'm just going to go over the actual changes because I, I didn't really clarify them too well. And also there was a little issue with uh, the name of the ex-con that was Miss Hannigan's oh, yeah, partner. Do you totally. remember? I do. Okay, so the ex-con that was Miss Hannigan's partner, his name was Lionel McCoy, and he was played by Ronnie Graham. Okay. So the changes that were made were, and I'm just going to read this directly uh, from the book. The opening scene in the House of Detention had been dropped, along with Miss Hannigan's first song. Warbucks had now sent Hannigan off to Australia to punish her, and she now jumped ship and took refuge on McCoy's tugboat. So this is different <laughs> than her, like, than the show opening up. She didn't in break the out of prison. Detention dis- right. Wait, though, I mean... Can I mean I know he's a millionaire, billionaire, zillionaire, right. fulfillionaire, but can he really <laughs> send her on a ship to Australia? No, no, I, I don't think so no. either. I mean, he does know FDR though, right? Oh, that's true. 
So I guess he can do a lot he of things. He can send anyone he wants to Australia. Any, anywhere but he Australia's wants. But Australia's like, um, we got your package. We don't like it. <laughs> we don't like Wait, it. let me try to do an Australian accent. It's going to be terrible. And <laughs> we don't like this. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> All the Australians listening are like, and done. So we lost our whole Please one. don't be done. What? Oh, maybe my one friend Patty listens to this and she's like, no. We've gotten way off topic. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Australia. Let's get All back right. to Annie. We're sorry. Apologies. <laughs> A line of orphans vital to the spirit of the original was added. I did say I did talk about that and say oh, that yeah, there were totally. orphans. Right? Yeah, because like I wanted to know where Duffy and Pepper right. and Molly. But there wasn't time to give them much to do. Okay. Well, yeah. The scene in Yankee Stadium, the scene in Yankee Stadium was where uh, Mr. or Daddy Warbucks had uh, met up with all of the women, the eligible women, to be his wife. Okay. Okay. So the scene in Yankee Stadium was moved to a hotel room, which that's not awkward at all. all. Maybe it was a ballroom. It says hotel room. I don't know. Meeting room? I don't know. Seems a large suite. Penthouse suite. I I hope I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> and the opening of Act Two in the original book, when you smile, was Annie cheering up FDR. When in the rewrites, they moved it from Wall Street cheering up FDR to Yankee Stadium with Annie cheering up Babe Ruth. Okay. Okay. It kind of just sounds like they made it a little more convoluted. Yeah, doesn't it? An attempt was made to make Annie more than just a prop by giving her new songs. Hannigan no longer intended to kill Annie, only to send her away. Okay. McCoy was no longer Hannigan's love interest, but just her accomplice. Okay. And he lost his duet with Hannigan, and Hannigan no longer masqueraded as a Southern Belle, disguised herself as the dead serious Frances Riley, a hard-knock lady from Connecticut. Okay, so this ended up in Annie Warbucks in a way. Oh, okay. Because in Annie Warbucks, Miss Hannigan's completely eliminated, and you just have a woman. Oh, yeah. Remember? Mm -hmm. She's like the daughter of the woman who's trying to take down Daddy Warbucks. Mm -hmm. Um, So this this bit is did make it to Annie Warbucks. Just there's just one character dedicated to her the entire time. Yeah, they cut out the middleman. Right. So Miss Hannigan's gone. Okay. Excuse me. Um, Hannigan as Riley was given a grim new showstopper called But You Go On, which again was kept for Annie Warbucks. Um, and she sings about the horrors of her life. Right. The, this, the decision to change Hannigan's uh, impersonation from the giddy O'Hara to the tragic Riley meant that Loudon was deprived of her virtually, of virtually all of the opportunities for the kind of comedy at which she excels. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like the change is really... I mean, doesn't seem like we know the changes didn't no, help. They didn't help, and especially for production. No, and especially when you have somebody like Dorothy Loudon, who's known for being a comic genius, and mm-hmm. you don't let her be the genius that she is. You know what? It's so hard though because you know that you've got a, a show that is not working, and so you need to make changes. But the changes that you want to make are going to have to make compromises with the people that you have. So you either look at your cast and you're like, well, should we keep... I mean, if it had remained Annie 2 colon Miss Hannigan's Revenge, then obviously they would have said, well, Dorothy has to still be... 
Miss Hannigan. Right. And will maintain her comedy prowess uh, for for the through line. Right. But they couldn't really do that because right. now it really is about Annie Warbucks. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest part of Annie Warbucks, besides Annie, is Daddy Warbucks and Grace. So... Right. You know what you're saying is accurate. Yeah, and I think that's why in the end they just ended up having Annie Warbucks because you know. And I will say, at some point, if you're if you're in a spot, if you're in a troublesome area with a show, the best thing to do is walk away from it. Yeah, and then come back at a later date. Right. Because the more you try to work on it, the more you try to fix it. I think the worse it gets because you're just too close to the project. You cannot see it for what it is. I have a friend who is a painter and Mm -hmm. she had this project she had been working on for nine months. And there was one piece of it. She just couldn't get right. And she was trying all these different mediums and it wasn't coming together. And then one day she accidentally spilled black paint all over the painting. I mean, ultimately, yeah. this painting ended up taking her about two years to finish. Oh, my gosh. But, the I mean, it was just absolutely devastating. But when she restarted the painting and looked at it with fresh eyes, it came together so much easier than the first yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, so part two, we are calling the Diva's Dressing Room. Diva's Dressing Room. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank we, you. We, that should be every time. Okay, done. And this idea actually came out of a Facebook Live that we had mm-hmm. where someone suggested that, like, whenever we did uh, an intermission episode, we were trying to figure out, like, some things we should do. And they said, you should do, like, a like a Divas Corner. Um, and so, Was that my sister, Jennifer? I think or so. That, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> I don't even know if she listens, but she will. She, <laughs> she knows what's good for her. <laughs> uh so but her her idea which we probably will do in the future is like any mishaps you know things that happen for example like recently glenn close uh <laughs> when she was doing sunset boulevard a few weeks ago somebody was taking pictures of her while <laughs> she was on stage and she looked at them and she said okay well i'm gonna stop until you know, you're done with your paparazzi pictures, and then <laughs> go ahead and finish the show. Mm-hmm. That's what she said on stage. She's amazing. There is, I think, yeah. it's, it's a video or is it audio? Because I've watched it or I don't know. I haven't. Oh. I only read about it. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a video attached. Maybe I'm just making it up, and maybe it was like complete imagination in my own mind, but it was incredible to read about <laughs> it or to see it or to watch. I don't know. Uh, but she went right back into the song and started like started right where she left off and just went through. And the audience loves that kind of stuff yeah because it's you know what i loved it as a performer i loved it when something went wrong because once you got everything figured out again the audience was with you Mm -hmm. like if if they left great because the people that stayed are there and it's a story that you can tell people like you know i went to go see wicked in boston and such and such happened you know and i just think that's the coolest thing that that was my (laughs) one of my weird dreams was I had seen the number of shows I've seen I've lost count the number of Broadway (laughs) shows I've lost count and so um, it wasn't until I saw Pippin where I was in my very first show with a mistake or where something broke or something bad happened so uh, we had gotten rush tickets to see Pippin 
and this was when it was still the entire like Tony Award nominated. Yeah, I got cast to see that cast Patina, too. Miller, yeah. and everyone. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, Terrence McNally, fully in character still, music like still playing at its normal speed, he goes, "We will now take a brief intermission until." Uh, I don't know, it was like until something is cleaned up or something happens. (laughs) And like everyone dances and this circus people like still are continuing to do their acrobatics (laughs) off stage. And how he did it was so uh, just flawless. Well, that's the kind of show though. It was perfect. Because it's like a show in a show. Right. (laughs) And so nobody knew that it it was real what he was saying. (laughs) That's Nobody, awesome. everyone thought it was a line in the show. So everyone still is doing their circus stuff and dancing off stage. And then all of a sudden the Pippin curtain comes down. And this girl sitting next to me goes, wait, that something actually happened? I was like, I know. I didn't realize it either. Awesome. Turns out a uh, ball broke. And so there was glass on the floor. Okay. Which, yeah, they take that stuff super well, seriously. Especially when you had like circus Dancers performers. And absolutely. People that, well, any amount of glass on, I mean, right. anything, like a little sliver you jack can. Jack up somebody. Absolutely. For, so, yeah, so that's what had happened. But I was so excited to have like totally. my first mishap <laughs> on Broadway. It took me like, I don't know, that was like 10, 15 years of seeing Broadway <laughs> shows. And finally, <laughs> I had a mistake. Finally. <laughs> I'm sure it happens more often than we yeah, even see or recognize. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we were going to talk about Hello, Dolly. Yes. And the fact that Donna Murphy, a lover, yeah, is taking over for Bette Midler. For, um, so Bette's on a two-week uh, break for like a week and a half, something like that. Okay. Um, but Donna was already going to be doing it. I think it was like every Sunday matinee or something like that. Oh. Um, starting about a month after the Tony Awards. Well, that's news to me. I didn't even hear that part. Yeah. <laughs> so even once Bet comes back and does it full time, you can see Donna like once She'll or twice a week. Or the alternate round. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, so Donna I got Murphy. to. See- She's wonderful. Hands are So gone. I got <laughs> to actually see her on Friday night and Hello did? Dolly. I did. Oh, nice. <laughs> And she was having so much fun. I bet. And the audience was so with her. Yeah. Like she comes out and she got at least a one minute ovation. I mean, it was very long, <laughs> awesome. long screaming and clapping and screaming and clapping because everyone loves Donna. <laughs> and she just had the most fun on that stage. And you could feel it. And she's such a perfect Dolly Levi. And then you say the bottom line over that. The bottom line. So good. So that's our last segment, if you didn't get that. It's our last segment. And in this segment, we're going to talk about Charles Isherwood. Yes. So he was one of the critics for the New York Times under Ben Brantley. Right. 
who was just recently let go after what 17 years or yeah. something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But there was a little bit of like I think a it was 12 years. There was a, a yeah, it was a long time, like a weirdness around it because Ben yeah. Brantley was supposed to retire. Retire. So the whole reason Charles was told that he was brought on to the New York Times was because they thought Ben Brantley was going to retire. Mm-hmm. And so once he retired, Charles would succeed him at the New York Times for theater criticism. This is very much like a Jay Leno yes. and what what's his Conan name? O'Brien. Conan O'Brien situation because they made this deal without really asking Ben if he was ready to retire. <laughs> and like when I looked at Ben Brantley's age, like why would no? That he had time. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't really understand that. And so what Charles wanted, uh, he wanted to be at least given like the same title so that they would be like co-critics. Um, and so what they did was there was a lot of backbiting and maybe Charles was mm-hmm. saying some things behind Ben's back and he was oh. also very frustrated about what had happened yeah. and how he was brought on under circumstances that weren't actually true to what was happening at the New York Times and so he had confided in some friends about it and you're a theater critic so who are your friends? Your friends are Broadway producers, right? They're Broadway mm-hmm. producers they're directors They're most of your friends are going to be people in the theater world and um, they met with him and his representative from his union and uh, subsequently fired him that day, let him go. Wow. There were a few um, articles that said, like, you know, he might have had grounds to sue them. Well, he did sue them. Yeah, he did. And just this week, he uh, was able to get a settlement. So it's it's sort of resolved. I will say, like... <laughs> NYT, like, after they let him go, the next day they posted the job. Yeah. The job went to a critic I do like, Jesse Green, but then they gave Jesse everything Charles had asked for. So they really shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. They shouldn't... That's just not even... Why? 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 (laughs) That makes no sense to me. Yeah. And so um, I'm glad he got something from it. Me too. Theater community is tiny. So very you, tiny. You better. You don't want to burn your bridges no. at all. You don't. Yeah. I mean, it's really difficult. Like you offend one person mm-hmm. and you will cut yourself off from a whole sect of people because yeah. that one person is friends with a lot. You know, yeah. it's it's a very small community of people. I mean, it's only a few blocks long, so you can't expect <laughs> it to be too big, right? It's true. It's true. <laughs> but even regionally, if you, even if you think mm-hmm. about it, the entire United States of America, it's still yeah. such a small it's community true. of people. And we all know each other. And we're all Facebook friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's, that's our episode. Hey, guys, can you do us a favor? Because yes, um, this was our first intermission episode, but we're going to have lots of other ones kind of mixed in between all of the other full episodes. And we need your input. So let us know if you have heard something that needs to be corrected or uh, if you've got a really great story to tell us about a show that you saw or, um, you know, standing behind Bette Midler in line at some... <laughs> Some Chipotle in Midtown, or or the friend of mine who thinks maybe she saw Ben and Rhinebeck. Oh, <laughs> you could always Probably email us. I won't out you by name. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Tgabway at gmail.com. 
Or you can follow us on Twitter at TGA. Beway! <laughs> Gives me life. <laughs> also on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous. We love to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing. <laughs> Not that we're needy or anything, but please let us know. <laughs> yeah. Share, like, follow. And also on iTunes, reviews really will help us yes, get into yes, that. Yes, 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 um, yes. So rate, new re- and review, noteworthy. subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, new and noteworthy because that'll keep us on the top so that yeah. other people can see us right away when they're searching for new podcasts to listen to. Because I know I follow those like the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I'm looking for a new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.